Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artful Living Podcast. We're no longer... Did I do it wrong? No, you did it good. We're no longer The Waking Podcast, but we are Artful Living Podcast. That's who we are now. Artful Living. Hope you follow us. Give us a follow on follow, Instagram. Follow, <laughs> listen, do it all. So we're, what are we ta- we're talking about something very important today because more people are investing in their home and their their space so what are we talking about we are going to talk about how to begin your art collection Mm. art can be it's like one of the most important things in a home i think that puts somebody's personality in there and really adds your personal touch yes but it's also one of the most intimidating things for people to dive into it is because you don't really i mean it's expensive but it doesn't have to break the bank either Right. right. So there are options and we'll there are options. We'll We're gonna talk about that. But it is I think it what it comes down to, which we'll talk about, is your style. Mm-hmm. And I think that's people get a little scared because they think they have to know what their style is. I think sometimes people yeah, people think they have to find art that fits exactly with their style, which they don't know what it is. But really, I think oftentimes our artwork can inform what our style is. Yes. Because I think which I will say in the in a little bit, but the art you pick or the art you hang on your walls, tell your guests like your personality, your character. Yeah, there's they a, speak on your character. There's a quote that I like that says, "Your art is what your walls talk about when you're not there." Mm, I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. So um, let's let's dive into it. Actually, a quick. Thing that we saw yesterday was a movie called Big Eyes. We saw Big Eyes, which was very interesting. It was a very interesting movie. I, we we knew of the art artist, you know, beforehand, Margaret Keane. But the movie was really interesting. I think everybody did a well job of playing the character. Um, I forget the actor's name who played um, her husband. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, if for the the premise of the movie is that she's this artist and she's famous for her big eyes, but she wasn't actually famous for a long time. Her husband was taking credit for her work and basically she was at home in a studio painting all these things. He was signing it with his name. And pretending to be... Yeah, he yeah. got all this notoriety and accolades and... They um, got, he became really famous off of her art. Yeah, he was a good salesman. He was kind of like a he was Christoph a con artist. Christoph Waltz. Mm. He's a phenomenal actor, and he does a you do a, he does a really good job of making you hate him in that movie. Yeah. He's such a sleaze bag <laughs> in that movie, and you hate him. And he you're does like, it with a smile, and it's yeah, and so everything. You're like, oh yeah, you know, like at the beginning, like she falls for it, and you're kind of like, why would you? Why would you give up that? You're you're the artist. Why would you give that mm-hmm. up? But then you start watching him, and he really manipulated her the whole time, and it was, you you hate him towards, yeah. the whole thing was his little smile and his little. Well, you see it like start to unfold slowly, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is not going to go well. He was a go snake well. in the grass. Snake the in the grass. So if you haven't seen that movie, I'd recommend it. It's we a saw really it good on movie. Netflix. It's called Big Eyes, and it's directed by Tim Burton. Really good movie. So let's jump into it. Let's, now that we've talked about what we did yesterday, what we loved. <laughs> um let's talk about it let's okay. how do we start our art collection okay before like we start going into this i want to mention things to avoid and the art that we're not talking about when we're talking about building a collection because we really want 
and I think anybody who's building an, a collection it should feel authentic. So we're not talking about that generic dentist office artwork um, that are like reprints on yeah. glossy canvas, Stay unframed, tiny, just kind of like very generic. Anybody can have them. Um, also, you know, we'll talk about this in a different episode, but the format of how you hang your pieces and choosing when when you want to do a gallery wall, when you want to do a statement piece and those kind of things. I wouldn't say to do galleries everywhere because that can be a lot for your eyes to take in. Yeah, I like I'm more of a statement piece type of guy. Me too. I don't I think, like a lot of I think of, it just it's more substantial. But than I a lot do of pieces. think some, it's very busy when you have a, a gallery wall. Yeah. Like I wouldn't if you're in a room, I wouldn't do like two out of the four walls gallery. That's just too much. But uh, we'll do that in another episode. It seems like you're a, a out of uh, the beautiful mind if you have a bunch of stuff <laughs> some people just like that everything <laughs> everywhere um, um to do though before even buying art things that i'd recommend doing are to go visit galleries and museums look at traditional contemporary realist modernist abstract etc and see what you keep being pulled to are there colors are there movements are there compositions subjects that you keep being drawn to? Are there certain artists that you keep being gravitated to? Um, and just learn from those trips and explorations and allow yourself to be open to maybe there's these styles that you keep being drawn to that you never thought you liked. But just kind of be aware and be in tune with what you keep feeling yourself being pulled towards. Yeah, I agree. And there's many reasons to start an art collection, I believe. You know, whether... Depends on your tax bracket too, but it can be an investment. Um, it could be, you know, you want something, a piece of history. It could be a way to support the arts. And it just, it could it could be mostly we, we start collecting art to kind of, not beautify, I don't want to say, but, yeah. you know, for your space and make, you know, create like a home out of the art you, you place in your, in that home. I agree. And I think a lot of people also feel a connection to the artists and the makers. And that's, they, you know, like we have, um, for those of you who don't know, we're artists, both of us, and we uh, collectively have people that collect both of our art mm -hmm. pieces. And then I have some people that just collect my work. You have some people that just collect your work. Some people have collections of multiple artists and they don't have more than one piece from an artist some people fill their entire homes with one mm -hmm. artist's artwork depending on what your connection is and i think that brings me to the next point which is to try if you can again prices vary but hold out for an original if you can even if it's just one original but um you know obviously they're more expensive than prints but you cannot underscore the impact of an artist's hand being experienced in a in an original piece yeah of course. you cannot mimic that even in, even in a high quality print like it's you just can, not you, the same you just know what's a print and what's not we were at a, a restoration hardware the other day and there's this big piece on there it was a great looking piece but just like there was something about it that just wasn't it wasn't hitting home it wasn't right and yeah then, and it was a giant and piece. it was a giant piece and it ended up being a print and but you just don't get the same textures and the same yeah, things like that stand out. Yeah, the, you don't get that in a print. And yeah. That's why original pieces are, are, you know, where 
where it's at. I agree. Like this piece that I'm looking at right now is an oil painting by my cousin. And it's not necessarily like as textural as our pieces, which but it is, I but it has so many layers. Here. You can see the brush strokes. You can see the layers of paint. Yep. Yeah. And so you just, it's a different experience. And so I think that a single original painting on a wall will speak loud enough for the other three walls in the room. So you don't have to feel like you need, you know, to invest all this money up front to fill all your walls with original art. If you pick one strong piece of original artwork that speaks to you, I think that'll, that can carry a room. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And then you can fill with prints if you want or, you know, other, other things you find. Um, Another tip that we would suggest is to mix up the styles of artwork. So keeping variety in mind when bringing an art into bringing an art piece into your home is important. Um, And that could be a variety of mediums, whether it could also be a variety of, you know, whether it's abstract, it's a painting, it's a photography, it's sketches, it's a textural or a sculptural piece. Um, You could also consider this in variety in color or tone. And every room, I think, needs like kind of a something to the face, like just a slap in the face, like kind of looks, feels like it came out of nowhere. So sometimes the perfect way to do that and to mix just kind of like zhuzh up a room and not make it feel so stale is to add in a a painting that seems like maybe it doesn't go there. Yeah. I I don't know. That's different. I think if you have a really traditional furnished home putting but it's got to be something that you like for sure no i'm just saying that like put a piece in there just to stand out but i agree i think um before that i think you need to i don't know if you have that you need to set a budget oh that's a good point yeah like set your parameters where before you like okay i want to i want to buy an original piece for my home okay be realistic with yourself what is your budget yeah. Because in that budget, you'll find different styles. And, you know, you can browse online. You can go to art fairs. You can go to even like, um, what are they called? Farmer's markets. They'll have artists that sit out there or just like, you know. Mm-hmm. And here and where we're at, they sometimes close the street off and um, downtown and they have like a bunch of artists you know, showcase their work. And you can find different stuff like that. Take a little time in it. Invest in, in 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 little research first. Find what you like. If something keeps calling, like you were saying, then set your budget goals. That's what I would do first. I think that's a really good point. I'm glad you said that. And you know, I would go into this think realizing that art, good art, usually is not cheap. Oh yeah. Like there is ways, you know, to find inexpensive art. Like I found some great art thrifting and stuff, or antique stores. Um, even. If you, you can, you know, go to art schools that are local to you and sometimes art students are selling things or art fairs, but like you said, a, kind of set a parameter for yourself, do some research, research, what is what, when you find out what you are looking for, what is the reasonable budget for yourself for that, you know, cause certain, certain, you might be attracted to a certain genre and those things are like $2,000 usually, but your budget's like 200 and you know, you're going to be really disappointed trying to find something, you know, depending yeah. on what it is. And also you don't want to like insult artists. If you do want to work with an artist, 
to be like, oh, well, $200 is my budget, but I want like a 60 by 60 piece. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like happen. not going to be feasible. So just go, go in with that reality. Um, so I think that's a good point. Um, another thing that we would recommend is to like find something that you're connected to or that you have an emotional response to. So lean into pieces that you feel connected with and that make you feel something, whether that's, you know, that feeling could be peace and calm. It could be excitement. It could be energetic, moody, solemn. Um, Even art that feels polarizing can be really interesting, which is what I mentioned earlier, something that kind of like mixes up the energy in the room. Like that one painting I have, it's a Johannes Vermeer print, but it was in the bathroom and it's like a milkmaid. Mm -hmm. And, but it was right over the toilet and it was polarizing to people because either people would come out saying like, oh, I love that painting. Or people would be like, I felt super creeped out when I was peeing. And it was, <laughs> yeah. but, but it created a cultivated conversation. Like nine out of 10 times somebody came out of the bathroom, they had something to say about it. Yeah, that's what which, art's supposed to do too. Yeah. Um, I would say too, like for some people, they like seeing um, landscapes or, you know, location pieces. And because it reminds them of something, you know, and so like, take the time, don't just jump into it, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get this piece, this piece, this piece, because you'll blow through that budget quick. But take the time to um, really search and what you're looking, like what you like for your home, because eventually people will, uh, it'll start conversations like we were just talking about, but it's going to kind of tell tell your guests a lot about your your personality and your your character and what you like i think books and art are like two things like if you want to look smart and successful and like and and give people kind of an insight as they walk through your space into who you are that's what's going to give the most away yeah in in like a good way i think you know we don't we kind of live in a day and age where everything's kind of generic and that we go through trends so quickly that people don't always spend time identifying what their own personal style is and what they truly like and developing their own tastes and palette. Um, and so I think we need to do that more. We need to express ourselves through our spaces more and art is a phenomenal way to do that. Yeah, I agree. And then just going back to having a feeling or a connection to it, some pieces might be heirloom and that's, or, or a hint or, you know, passed down from your family or mean something from a travel, um, and that'll be something that you have a connection to while others you may not have a connection to, but it will evoke a feeling in you. Maybe it's an abstract and it makes you feel calm in your bedroom where you want to wake up and go to bed in that serene state, you know? So think of those two things. I think a lot of the time too, um, artists, when they paint, they're putting their emotion into it, whatever they're, whatever it is at that day or whatever it is for that season. Some paintings can take a whole season to paint even longer. Um, And usually that's why people end up sticking to one artist. They become collectors because maybe that artist speaks to them in their, in their art. So like you like to paint, for example, like you said, we're both artists. I still, I, 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 it's always surreal when I say that, but, um, you like to paint. Yeah. Your style. My, yeah. Explain to the people your style. Oh, I was like, what are you? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I do different series, but it's often like abstract. Well, it's always abstract, but it's often um, really texturally based. Like my linen series is more sculptural. It's, um, I just like, I started out painting the Sala series, which was the first series I ever sold. And that was supposed to evoke more of like a serene and a calm feeling. While other ones, like my recent linen ones that are a little bit deeper and darker, I think um, I personally feel like they feel cocooning, but also, I don't know, it just feels a little deeper and and, and moodier and more solemn in a way, mm-hmm. but also warm and like enveloping depending on the size. Yeah. And right now I'm really into that moody feel instead of that like serene light feel. So that's what I keep gravitating towards yeah, in I, my work. And I like to create pieces that remind me of like my, not my cult, like my culture kind of like more colorful, mm-hmm. a lot of color or a lot of texture. I like to do a lot of texture sometimes. Um, I also like creating like silhouette pieces, which I feel like have been kind of my favorite series besides the color which I, you know they're like very textural but they i'll do like i have a mostly they're all women silhouette pieces yeah those are that's interesting because i mean it's still abstract but it's a subject mm-hmm. so you have your horses which is the caballo series and then your silhouette which is like the female kind of form and her hair is kind of wild and you've done variations and you kind of have a story like when we're you don't always talk about it on social media or on the website but like when you're making her and like i come in and you know we're going through the process of it you kind of say like oh like this is where she's from or something you'll sometimes give more what what i envisioned when i was creating it yeah yeah so that's that's why i think i think that's something that should be said though i think art you're you're drawn to art that you want to purchase because you might be drawn to what the artist is feeling at the when at the moment they were painting it for sure and maybe that you know it it communicates to you in a way yeah I, i've like one of my most popular series is the collected series and when i shared like what my inspiration was for that i feel like there was a, a lot of people that ended up commissioning something similar or purchased them and like a lot of them have said i i loved hearing the background of that and basically that was just like the collected, it's very tactile, it's very textural, a lot of elements, and it's very kind of rough and rugged, and there's not, you know, it wasn't precious with it, and there's a lot of um, used materials, repurposed materials in there, and it was kind of like my piece to pay homage to the younger version of myself that would save all this quote-unquote like junk and garbage and things that should have been thrown away and I would beg my mom not to throw it away because I'd be like, this is, I'm going to use it for an art piece one day. And I had all these ideas and it's like, I was always saving things that should have been thrown away. And so collected was kind of like finally being able to utilize that. Cause I had all these scraps of things and I was like, well, what do I do with this? And, and it just kind of like kicked up that same feeling. And then I finally did it and people resonated with that. And just like a novel or a book will tell a story, I think art tells a story. For sure. And as a buyer, you capture you you start reading that story without uh, subconsciously sub. Sorry, my tongue is subconsciously you start reading that story, and it draws you to it. Yeah. 
and that's why people purchase certain pieces. And you may have a very different idea of what you feel get from a piece than the artist intended when they were doing it. Yeah, it could be. You mm-hmm. may see something in it that they Draws didn't, you, and yeah. it's that's the beauty of art is it's so subjective. So last, lastly, for this episode, I was just going to share a few sources of where you could look to buy art. Like mm-hmm. we said, visit galleries, local galleries, support your local artists if you can, but there's also art, local art schools. Online. Online. Instagram is a great resource I've found for people to find artists. We're on Instagram, so I'm going to plug us at art underscore day underscore Avalo. We'll link it in the show notes. But we also can be found on art day. <laughs> So deavalon.com. Yeah, we'll link that in the show notes too. And we are, Shameless I just wanted plug-in. to say, we have a special sale going on, which is uppercase all letters, special 20 for 20% off at checkout. That'll be in the show notes as well in case you forget and you want to take a look. Um, another resource that I love is Etsy, antique stores, thrift stores. You can always find some good stuff there. Sometimes the scale isn't huge and sometimes it is. Um, online auctions, estate sales, garage sales. So just kind of keep an eye out. Once you kind of decipher what you're looking for, even like looking on Pinterest and algorithms can kind of help you find. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an art that was painted or created that way. It can be a photograph as well. Yes. And that, you know, just depends on the style you're looking for. And there's so many people out there that are, uh, it's, it's, I find it interesting. There's so many people taking that chance and and following a passion and so there is a lot of artists that can use support yeah if you're in that position to support and and a lot of them will you'll be drawn to yeah and you are just like any small business but especially with artists like you are supporting their dream when you purchase a painting Mm -hmm. from them and i think that's something that is also something they put their heart and soul into yeah. i mean not not saying that any business is not the same way but i'm saying this is something they created personally at, at times yeah you get a piece of them in every painting yeah. and a little but, bit of choo-choo too and a little bit of luna hairs in ours <laughs> we make sure to try to make uh keep them hairless yeah, but, but every now and then one sneaks in and then so she's our second signature in she's all of our, our pieces yeah. somewhere but creating an art collection is there's so many good reasons to do it, but I mean, it, it is something very personal and it's something you should take the time to, to really think through and like, again, set a budget and do research, find something that you like, and then search for different types of artists that kind of fall into that category. Yeah. And sometimes you may not search for it and it'll just find you oh, and you'll be like this needed this. It's like, I've looked at things where I've thought this looks like it's belonged in my house for my whole life, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, this belongs to me and I just need it and you'll have a connection with it and there won't be any rhyme or reason. And that's beautiful. And I love that. Um, but yeah, think and and you're a collector for your whole life. So don't rush it. Yeah. Don't force things. Take your time. For sure. Unless you want to go to artdavalo.com and get something right away. Just buy it all. (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's it's fun. We recommend everybody do it. And as you get older, more sophisticated, you want to invest a little in something. Yeah, yeah. In your, in your art collection. It kind of, it's like little time snippets from all these decades of your life coming together. And that's what creates your whole collection as you grow in your home and in your life. And you take things from house to house. And it's... um. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. 
Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know if what tips you enjoyed and what um, what type of art you like in the comment section of our Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> or email or us. <laughs> or DM us. Or DM us. But um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one.